Welcome to All Things Sleep and Parenting. I'm Pam. And I'm Elisa. We are holistic infant and child sleep consultants with a background in early childhood education. And we're the founders of Restful Parenting. And I'm Heidi. I'm also an early childhood educator and the owner of Blossom Early Learning. Join us as we chat all things sleep, parenting, development, and everything in between. Be sure to hit subscribe and share with your friends and family. Hello, 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 and welcome back to this week's episode. I am Pam. And I'm I'm Heidi. And I am Elisa. Hi, guys. Thanks for joining (laughs) us. Uh, Today's episode, we are chatting about separation anxiety. This is a really, really big one that um, as much as you would like to um, jump through this phase or pass by this phase, it is definitely something that all children go through. It is an expectation that our children are going to go through various stages of separation anxiety. Um, but go through it a little harder than others. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Some will go through it harder than others. However, the, the, the big piece here is that there is stuff that we can do to help get them through, um, this phase. Yes, our phases and stages do happen, but there's a lot that we can do to encourage less upset, to encourage a faster adjustment and then to just get them kind of back on track again. So today we're going to chat a little bit about separation anxiety, what it is, um, when it happens, when those peak times, and then some of the how to to tackle it, and then of course some strategies as well. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to see when your child is experiencing some separation anxiety? Well, depending on the age. So that first kind of um, first kind of introduction into separation anxiety usually starts anywhere between six, seven, eight months. Um, peaks around eight to ten ish months. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to last that long. It's just kind of somewhere in there. Typically, what we're seeing is they're refusing to go to anybody else. Um, so your once like easygoing baby that went from arms to arms is kind of saying now, nope, I don't want to go to that person's arms. Uh, they can you just leaving basic leaving the room can kind of set them off as well. That one's really tough, especially when they're little can't even leave to get a glass of water without major meltdowns. Part of the reason for that is it's kind of coincides with a milestone called object permanence. Yes, that first, around that six-ish months, right? Mm-hmm. And so some babies, it could even be four months earlier. Mm-hmm. Some babies are a little bit later, eight, nine months even, when this kind of clicks in. And basically what object permanence means is your little one understands that something still exists, even though they can no longer see it. So up until that theory of mind is... Um, developed out of sight is out of mind Mm -hmm. and so now they know that you still exist when you're gone so they kind of like come back I know you're there so the silver lining is your baby's brain is developing really well the the other side is it's a lot more stressful because now you're going to the washroom and you're like I'm just going for a pee I'm just washing my hands I'm coming back and it can you be have a very screaming baby on the other side yeah it's hard or you're trying to make dinner and all of a sudden the baby who would play happily over on the other side of the room is now yes. at your feet or legs trying to pull up on you whining yeah could be one of the reasons 
Yeah. Um, and then they have, they kind of go through another one around that 18-ish months yeah. age, eh? 16 to 18. 18 yeah. into that too. And that's a lot more where they're starting to recognize the outside environment. They're starting to take in other people's feelings a little bit, right? Um, oh, mom seems very apprehensive over here. I'm just going to stick over here, right? Mm-hmm. They also have a lot more of a memory. So if something kind of... The last time something happened, they're going to remember that the next time, right? So that can kind of build up some of that anxiety as well. Another interesting thing is it's actually a a good sign of a good attachment. Um, So your little one is attached to you, basically, and they they want to feel supported and safe. And so um, sometimes it can be a bit of a red flag when the little one has no reaction and they don't seem to care. It can be a bit of a disassociated attachment. Um, so knowing that can kind of yes. be a, also a bit of a, a relief, knowing, well, this is healthy development. They're supposed to be acting like this. Um, it's like that uh, defiant behavior. That's one of those milestone checklists that we want them to be doing a little bit of defiant behavior, saying no. Otherwise, we're like, okay, there's something going on here because mm-hmm. really developmentally, you should be kind of uh, Starting to exert yourself, starting mm-hmm. to, yeah. But don't stress if at 10 months they haven't gone through that yet because chances are by 16 to 18 months, they will at some mm-hmm. point go through some form mm-hmm. of separation anxiety. And it'll come different, so different situations as well, right? So say if a parent um, works out of town mm-hmm. and comes back every three weeks, you're going to see some of, a lot of that behavior in there. If they haven't seen grandma and grandpa in months, mm-hmm. um, you're going to see it pop up then, right? Mm-hmm. Cause grandma's going to come in and want to scoop up baby and baby's like, yeah, I don't really remember you. And um, it can be kind of socially awkward because then sometimes grandma's feelings are hurt. Yes. And then we kind of fall into this trap of like, but you love grandma, go see her, you're fine. And overriding those feelings that they're actually feeling because we don't want grandma, who's a grown adult, to have her feelings hurt. It's really tricky. Yeah. You can see some separation anxiety when they start childcare. Yes, that was going to be the next one. When you begin work and they are going to childcare, it's a huge, huge time for that separation anxiety. So regardless of when you're going through it and, and, and what the cause is, there are some things that we want to work on as parents, right? So we know that our little ones can feel what we are feeling and what's going on in the in the, in the the room. It's no different than if you walked in on your parents and they just had a huge fight or your best friends and they just had a huge fight in the kitchen and you walked into the kitchen. You're going to feel that tension. So a little one that has only been with you, um, typically, if you're home with them. And then they're going to, and they do pick up on your feelings, right? So if grandma comes in and baby's really upset and you just, uh, 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 I don't don't know if I should pick her up. I don't know if I should do this. I don't know if I should do that. She's going to feel that unease and that's going to then throw her over the edge as well, right? So, um, staying calm when your little one is upset and this... This is going to help you survive teenage years as well. The calmer you can stay through those toddler tantrums, through the separation anxiety, through all of those big meltdowns, the faster they are going to come down, right? So if your little one is really upset, you staying calm and confident um, will help them come down to that calm and confident state as well. You want them to know that they're safe and you want them to feel that they're safe. So if you're not feeling that they're safe in that moment, then they won't be able to feel that either yeah absolutely and that's a really big piece for sure 
Um, another thing too, so, so say grandma comes over and picks up Annabelle and Annabelle starts losing her mind. Um, this is where that confidence comes in, right? In that calm, we don't want to like run to Annabelle and, oh my poor baby, and scoop her out of grandma's <laughs> arms because now we're validating, oh, you had every right to be scared there. Yeah. Right? So now she's thinking, Good thing I, like, I was right. I was scared. Grandma picked me up. I was scared. Mom just confirmed that I should Validated have been scared. It. Yeah, exactly. So if, um, I mean, AJ didn't have, AJ didn't go through a lot. AJ was my lover, so he loved being held and picked up by anybody. Um, <laughs> my lover. <laughs> he, he was, and that's, everyone called him that from a baby age. Like, he loved to sit and, like, caress your face, and he'd rub your arms. Like, he loved that kind of attention. Aww. Oscar, not so much. Like, an Oscar still is, like, if my dad comes sit with Popo, he's like, mm, on my time, thanks. <laughs> so, so if... Oscar then knows that I'm validating, saying, yeah, you have every right to be scared of Popo and not go and see him. Um, every visit Popo comes over, it's going to be that issue, right? So, And that's how it, the separation anxiety spirals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, because now we're not going to anybody, and now we don't even want dad to help or partner to help. Now we don't want it Or only... now you can't even stand up from sitting down because I'm getting super anxious. Yes. Yeah. So if, so say, you know, grandma comes over, scoops up Annabelle, Annabelle, Annabelle starts crying. Um, instead of rushing over and scooping Annabelle out of grandma's arms, go over and give grandma a hug and put your arm around grandma and you can put your hand on Annabelle's back as well and say, oh, grandma, we love grandma. You, grandma's safe and grandma's sweet and we love grandma and you can be hugging your baby at the same time and then you can come over, right? She's going to be reaching for you, but it's the idea of we're not going in and scooping and saving them. We're offering that reassurance that I have my arm around grandma. I'm hugging grandma. Grandma's very safe. I still have my hand on you. I'm very close, right? So we can, we can offer that support and then take Annabelle out of grandma's arms. Mm -hmm. Annabelle's going to be climbing you anyways, but then do that, right? So sometimes just adding that little tweak in can make a huge difference in how they're going to respond the following time. And then having a conversation with other people who are coming over and saying, you know, they're going through a little bit of this separation anxiety phase. So yep. rather than walking through the door and trying to pick them up right away, give them some time to readjust to you being in there. Give them that time where you're just playing with them on the floor before you try and scoop them up and pick them up, right? And even that can go such a long way. Yeah. Some children just need a little bit of time to warm up to that person who's in the room and then they'll go into their arms yeah. or want to be yeah. picked up. And then and, and even going a step before that is you, when you're introducing them to someone new or reintroducing them to grandparents they haven't seen for a while is you're holding the child, mm -hmm. reaching out, touching that grandparent or other person, putting your hand on their shoulder and saying, hi grandma, so nice for you to come visit. And like kind of giving a tap and baby, our child is noticing, okay, um, dad is, uh, touching this person. This person seems safe. Dad seems to, to trust this person. I, I think I can trust this person too. Then it's a great little trick to uh, help your baby know that this person is a safe person as well. Yeah. And sometimes when they are, once they've had that chance to warm up and you've done all that and they go into grandma's arms or grandpa's arms and they might be a little bit upset for a few seconds you can try and play a little game with them and maybe, oh, I'm going to run around the corner, see if you can find me, right? And then you run around the corner and then you tilt your face in and then 
come running up to them so that mm-hmm. you're kind of playing with them a little bit and you're getting them a little bit more excited about the situation. And then, you know, if they're still upset after that, then you take them and, yeah. you know, but at least you're you're giving them more and more and more time in someone else's arms without yeah. taking them right away. And not forcing it, right? Especially when they're yes. upset. No, no, it's grandma. You're fine. Those feelings they're feeling are not the feelings of feeling fine. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to label that as that's fine. Because what happens if you keep telling someone that they're feeling fine when they're not, they realize, well, this is what fine feels like. I don't have a problem. What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, Let's talk about other situations where children have some separation anxiety and how you deal with it can make such a big difference, right? So let's take drop going... Drop off at daycare? Yeah, drop off at daycare, but also just something simple as you're in the playroom with them yeah. and you want to go and get yourself a glass of water, but you don't want to <laughs> take your baby with you every single time. And we all know Because you're going to be gone <laughs> for two seconds, right? So you tell them, you know, I'm going to get a glass of water. So always making sure that you're telling them what you're doing and you're giving them that expectation. Um is really important even if you think that they don't understand you they do they understand the intention behind those words that you're saying so I'm going to get a glass of water I will be right back yep and then you go and you get that glass of water and you take 20 seconds to get that glass of water and then when you go in again how you go back in is going to dictate how your child handles that very same situation in the future, right? So if you go and you run up to them after you got that glass of water and you're saying, oh, I'm so sorry, I know you're upset, and then you go and scoop them up right away, they're going to think that there's a problem, right? They're going to think that they're not safe. I knew I was right. Yeah, exactly. So you go in there and you say, I'm back. I got my glass of water. Here I am. I'm back. And then instead of going and scooping them up, maybe you sit down on the floor with them. Yes, ideally, yeah, you're getting down to their level and offering, even if it's 30 seconds of comfort and being like, buddy, I came back. Mummy comes, mummy always comes back, right? And kind of reiterating those words of... Mummy's leaving, mummy comes back. Mm-hmm. Mummy's leaving, mummy's coming back. Um, so that they start to recognize that I'm back, I'm back, because that's going to be um, as we get into the kind of childcare drop off and stuff. But um, when our little ones are in, like you're saying, in the living room and stuff like that, right? Start small. So if it's yeah. a glass of water, 20 seconds, work your way up. Sometimes yeah. it's five seconds they can't even handle. Sometimes you're just maybe pretending to get a glass of water yeah. so that you can practice this. Yeah. So like you're going around the corner, you're counting to 10 and you're coming back and you're saying, I'm back. And then you're kind of, you're trying to make it fun, right? We don't want it to be like this crazy chaotic thing, but like, I'm back. And then you can go and play for a few minutes and say, oh. Mommy needs to go to the kitchen. I will be right back. And then you go, you count to 20. I'm back, right? And then the more you do that, they're, then they're going to be like, okay, I get it. You're going to the kitchen for a second, right? Because it's you're going to be doing it so often again. Practice, 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 practice during the day. Um, and don't fear that upset, you know? Don't yes. fear the upset of you leaving because then if you pick them up and you take them with you every time you want to get a glass of water every single time you need to do something you're always taking them with you then they're not having the opportunity to learn that it's okay for you to leave and then come back right and that they're safe in that situation so you want to give them the opportunity to feel safe in those situations 
You can do little things too, like playing games. So like peekaboo, and if you have a tunnel in your house, or like hiding behind the side of the couch and then peeking out and saying, "Where's mummy? Here I am!" Right, and kind of giving them that um, idea that they know that even if mom isn't within my sight, I'm still safe. Right, that's what we're trying to build. Is even if mom's not right here, I'm still safe. Mm-hmm. I'm still okay. I can handle this. Yeah. <clears throat> and just even saying things like, yeah, I hear you. I'm just in the kitchen. I'm just yes. making lunch. I hear you. Come on. Come over here. I know you can crawl to me. Using those words, uh, especially as you start to kind of stretch the amount of time that you're away um, from their side, that absolutely continuing that conversation is really, really key. Mm-hmm. So uh, child care is another big one that starts oh, some yeah. separation anxiety. Um That is typically around the morning drop-off is a big one. And then being away all day, right? You've gone from being with your child every single day, they know nothing else, to now you're gone all day long, right? So um, leading up to childcare, I like to do a lot with my 10, 11-month-olds where they're driving, drive past work. That's where mommy's working. There's mommy's work. That's mommy's work, right? So we're getting them used. Again, they don't know what work means, but we're getting them used to that word. Um, mommy has to go to the grocery store. I love, love, love you, kiss you, hug you. Or, sorry, mommy's going to go to work, but you're going to the grocery store, right? You haven't started work yet. So yeah. mommy's going to work. You go to the grocery store. You're, obviously, child is home with a responsible adult. Um, <laughs> I'm going to work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to work. So they're getting used to that work, work, work. And then you're always coming back. Mommy's back. I'm back. Yeah. Right. Because then when you start dropping off at daycare, mommy's going to work. Now it's not so much like a, where are you going? What? What's this new Does place you're talking about? Does gone forever? Yes. So <laughs> mommy's going to work and I will be back. Mommy always comes back. Right. So we're saying those words as we're practicing, as we're getting them used to the idea of leaving. And then again, once we're in care, because those are the words that are going to help them um, recognize, okay, oh, she's done this before. She goes to work and then she comes back. And this is especially important to practice ahead of time for those families who have, the baby has never been left with anyone else, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't want to make the very first time your baby has ever been left with someone else with someone that they don't know, right? So practice it beforehand with people that they do know quite well. Yeah. And then sometimes at the... Oh, so daycare drop-off. So we absolutely can manage that daycare drop-off so that it doesn't get worse and worse and worse and worse with the crying and the upset. You want to keep that drop-off really consistent. We want to keep it short. You want to keep it consistent. If you are going into the care, if you are sitting with your child, if you are sneaking away, those are going to be things that are going to raise your child's anxiety from day to day. So you really want that drop-off to be loving and cuddly and I love, love, love you, snuggle, 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 great big hugs. You know, mommy's going to work. I'll be right back. And then we leave the, and then we leave. Yeah, the sneaking away is actually, can be quite detrimental because then they're like, I never know when you're going to leave. So I'm just going to cling on to you and I'm not letting go. You're playing with them and then they kind of get engaged in some play, maybe with another child or the caregiver. And then you're like, okay, I think he's good. I think I'm going to go now. And then you kind of back away. And then just as soon as you're about to leave the door, you hear them break down you're not building any trust. So yes. it actually can be a lot worse. So sometimes it's okay to be leaving in the middle of the upset. We're like, okay, yeah, mommy loves you. And the child care provider usually, use, this is like a broken record play, right? 
just go. He's going to be yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so hard to hear, but that's actually better than the sneaking away. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Confronting and dealing, allowing them to have that upset, knowing that you're leaving is so important. And it feels in the moment, it feels like it's the easier route to sneak, to sneak away. away because then you're avoiding that upset from happening. But as they, Heidi mentioned, it's really in the long run, it's not the easier route at all. And you don't see it because you snuck away, but they do have the meltdown. And usually it's a lot harder to console them and get them back reintroduced into play because mm-hmm. they're just like... I trusted her and she just left and she didn't even say goodbye to me. And so it can be quite hard for them, but you're not seeing it. Well, and then tomorrow when you go to drop off, They're it's going to be... starting to freak out before you unbuckle them out of the car. Yes, because they just don't know when you're going and to And when you get home just... that night, if you turn around and try and walk away. Yeah. yeah. Don't depending leave Depending on the age, like maybe you could read like a really super quick board book that is going to take less than two minutes to read and then... After the story, mommy's going to go or daddy's going to go. Um, if your child's a little bit older, you could do like a special handshake, yep. which is a lot of fun. And then you can switch those up and you can just YouTube fun handshakes and yeah. get a new one every couple of weeks. The yeah. Kissing Hand is such a oh, cute yeah. little book with, um, you know, for that whole idea of starting childcare or school. Placing so, a kiss in their hand. You don't yep. even have to read the book. I, you can just I read place that, a kiss. Yeah. I read that to my mommy all day. Yeah, I read that to my son before he started kindergarten, and now every day before he gets on the bus, he's like, "Mom, wait!" (laughs) Yeah, I kiss my hand, and then I'm gonna kiss your hand, and then we're gonna put it on our hearts. And And so every day, yeah, every day he's like, "Mom, wait!" And then he does the kiss and kiss and. And then he puts it on his heart, and it's just the cutest it's thing very ever. Soothing it breaks for them. my heart at the same time, yeah. but it's so well, it cute. It breaks your heart way less than sending them on the bus crying and you're oh, waving, and yeah. you're just yeah. like, oh my gosh. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's hard. Um, the other side of that is at the end of the day at mm, pickup. Yes. So, especially in the very beginning, you may come into uh, the center or the home, and it is like, they see you and it's just, oh, you came back and it's like floodgates, right? So it's going to yeah. come back to that same thing though. Hey buddy, did you have fun? You're going to get down at their level, give them a hug. It's not a, oh my God, baby, you're so sad. And you're scooping them up mm-hmm. because then again, you're reiterating that they are not safe if they are not with you. So you want to come in, expect that they might be upset, right? And you want to come in nice and calm, be there with your arms open. Absolutely, there's nothing wrong with that. Get down to their level, ideally, instead of scooping them up, and be that calm person for them if they are up there. And try to let them have those feelings. So you don't want to automatically pick them up and distract them from having those feelings it's so important for them to let out those you know that that range of emotions that they might be going through who knows if it's frustration if it's happiness and they're just so overwhelmed if it's you know we don't relief exactly we don't know what they're feeling Mm -hmm. but we definitely don't want to be immediately offering a source to get them to stop. I mean, if they stop when we pick them up and hold them, then that's something else, right? But you don't want to be actively walking around and saying, oh, look at this. Here is my breast or Or here's here's a bottle, bottle, right? Or here's here's your soother or something like that. You want to give them that space to let out those feelings. It's super important for them to be able to feel safe about letting out those feelings. And I know that it's 
so hard for us parents to listen to our children when they're upset, but knowing that you're right there with them and you're helping them through it is such a huge step into the world of communication that we want our children to understand and then the other end of the pendulum is we don't want to not acknowledge it mm-hmm. yes. right we're not we're not going to be like oh yeah you're fine okay i just have to talk to you you know miss wendy for a bit before we get going you want to give them a, a little bit of acknowledgement like oh i missed you too honey okay now i need to talk to your teacher before we go go find your bag go get your boots on you have to give them that little bit of acknowledgement too so it's kind of a tricky, fine line to walk sometimes. Mm-hmm. Usually holding them while you're talking to the educator yes. at the end of the day is pretty good as yeah. well. And yeah. yeah, or like getting them to go in and get their things ready, but giving them that hug first. And So how was he when I actually left this morning? I've been yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So coming into our toddlers, we, we, we want to keep that conversation, especially if we're in the house and they're struggling with being outside of the room or in a different room. Definitely want to keep that conversation. But oftentimes when we're seeing a lot of the separation anxiety with toddlers, that brings us back to that connection and that one-on-one time with them during the day. Um, so making sure that you're squaring out a couple of times a day, first thing in the morning, at the end of the day, before bed, that 10, 15 minutes where it is one-on-one just you and your older child, your toddler, um, and giving them that time to connect. Not doing what you want to be doing, but doing what they want to be doing. And if that's just snuggling or if that's playing, you know, cars on the floor, whatever it may be, but it's that time to connect. Mm -hmm. Where you're not focusing on getting dinner ready. You're not Mm -hmm. focusing on all the things, the list of things that you have to do. It's so hard to push all those things away, but really make sure that you're giving them that your complete undivided attention yeah. for at least 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. A couple of times a day. That That's huge for toddlers. That power of connection is really big for toddlers. And that can make a huge difference in how they're handling that anxiety. So we know separation anxiety is one of those things that we are going to see in our children, probably through the stages and ages, a couple of times. Uh, we also know that um, putting in some strategies into place to help encourage them and to help them through that uh, separation anxiety is going to be key in making sure that this isn't going to become long-term anxiety. If you are struggling with that, Elisa and I have tons and tons and tons of um, ideas and ways to help families uh, through separation anxiety. So definitely uh, visit the website and set up a free 15-minute phone call. Put into place some of these strategies. Hopefully it's enough to help them through and... um, Acknowledging it is very key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't want to just be like, you're fine, you're fine, when they're not feeling fine. I agree. Thanks, guys. Hope it helps. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. We so appreciate that you've taken that time to come and hang out with us and listen to what we have to say. If you are struggling with sleep or parenting, please know that we have loads of free information on the website um, as well as on the YouTube channel. But if after you've read through everything and you've watched those videos, if you're still struggling, know that you're not alone and that we would love to help. So be sure to check out the website, www.restfulparenting.com. You'll find the link to book your free 15-minute call right there. And if you have any comments or anything you'd like to share with us, please leave them below in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks.